Good morning, everybody. This is Rabbi Mayor Friedman, and welcome to Story Sunday. Today's story takes place around 100 years ago in the town of Slobodka. There was a very well-known yeshiva in this small town of Slobodka, and most of the yeshivas that we have in America and in Israel were started by alumni from that Slobodka yeshiva. There was a young man in that yeshiva, we'll call him Beryl, one of the greatest Torah scholars in the yeshiva, and he gets engaged. And of course, it's a time of great excitement and engagement parties and celebrations. And a few weeks after his engagement, he goes, travels to the town where his fiancée lives to spend Shabbos a few days over there so that he could meet all of his fiancée's friends and family members. He's there for Shabbos, and his future father, Beryl's future father-in-law, is showing him off to all the neighbors, all the friends. He brings them to shul, shows them off to everybody in shul. This is my future son-in-law, one of the greatest Torah scholars in the Slavodka Yeshiva. And as it happens, as unfortunately we find ourselves sometimes like this, when somebody that we know, a friend of ours, a relative of ours, a neighbor, is doing very well, they get something new. They're successful in some, in some project they're working on. Hey, we get a little bit jealous sometimes. We feel like, why do they deserve to have that? Why don't I ever get anything like that? Maybe I deserve that also. How come they got it? And so the father of Beryl's fiance had a neighbor who was a little bit jealous of this good fortune that this gentleman's daughter got engaged to such a wonderful young man. And he felt a little bad. What about my daughter? How come I wasn't able to find such? I'm not, I have not yet been able to find such a great match for my daughter. And so on. Beryl's future father-in-law brings Beryl over to meet this, uh, this, this neighbor. And Beryl's future father-in-law says to this neighbor, he says, you know, what do you say about my, uh, what do you say about my soon-to-be son-in-law? And the neighbor says back to Beryl's future father-in-law, I suppose he's good enough for your daughter. Wait a second. What do you mean? Are you saying there's something wrong here that I don't know about? There's something this young man has some fly that in our investigations we haven't yet found. The guy responds, ah, don't pay me any attention. He's perfectly fine. But you're implying something. What, what is it? I'm sure you checked out the young man very well before you agreed to take him as a son-in-law, before you allowed him to go out with your daughter. He's, he's, he's fine. Well, but you obviously you know some inside information. Nah, don't worry about it. Forget I said anything. Well, that small little conversation planted some seeds in this young woman's father's mind. And... All of a sudden, this young man, was Beryl, was not the most amazing match for his daughter anymore. Okay, he was an okay match. A few days later, they're not sure if he's that match at all. And a few days after that, the father, this young lady, decided, you know what? I'm going to break off this shidduch. We're going to break off this engagement. Something's up with his son-in-law, this future son-in-law of mine. It's not going to happen. And they call off the engagement. All from that little comment which the neighbor had made about a young man who he didn't even know. Shortly after this, World War I broke out, and the entire yeshiva of Sabadka, all the, all the students along with the staff and the teachers and rabbis, they escaped to a town called Kremenchug. And that's where the yeshiva is currently was, was located. They're trying to keep up their regular studies. And one day, the head of the yeshiva, his name was Rabbi Nassim Finkel, he was known as the Altar of Slobodka, he calls this young man, he calls Beryl into his office, and he tells him, we just got a letter about you. The person who wrote the letter was that neighbor of, who was, of Beryl's 
was supposed to be Barrow's future father-in-law, who didn't end up being his father-in-law because the engagement was broken off. The neighbor had said that, dropped that line about, yeah, he's good enough for your daughter, he's probably fine. That neighbor has sent a letter to the yeshiva, sent a letter to the altar of Slobodka, actually. And he said that from the time that he said that little inappropriate line to his friend who was the father of the young lady, his life took a downward turn. His house fell apart. He lost his job. His fam- family members got sick. One thing after the next, hor- one horrible thing after the next started happening to him. And he thought about why would God allow this to happen? Well, you know, he did some introspection. He realized, oh my goodness, this all started when I made that totally inappropriate comment to my neighbor about his future son-in-law, which eventually, you know, he looked into that. He realized my comment ended up causing that engagement to be broken off. And he felt so horrible about it. He wanted to ask this this young man to forgive him for what he did wrong. He didn't know his address, but he remembered they had learned in the Slobodka yeshiva. So he sent a letter to the altar of Slobodka, the head of the yeshiva, asking him to please track down this boy, this young man in Beryl, and ask him to forgive me. So the altar of Slobodka, the head of the yeshiva, says to Beryl, he says, according to Jewish law, you do not have to forgive this person. What he did to you is an unforgivable act. You do not halakhically have to forgive him if you don't want. But if you do want to forgive him, if you're able to bring yourself to forgive him, then it would be a tremendous mitzvah. Beryl shrugged. He shrugged his shoulders. He said, when I got engaged, I thanked God for being able to find an amazing young woman to marry. When the engagement was broken, I thank God too. God gives and God takes. If the engagement was supposed to have been broken off, it was supposed to have, it was supposed to have been broken off. So the way that God facilitated it will be broken off is because through this neighbor of my future father-in-law. But it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't meant to happen, and therefore I bear no ill will towards this person. I forgave him right away. The altar of Sabadka looked at Beryl and said, that neighbor ruined your life. He shattered your hopes and your dreams. You don't feel even one little bit of resentment towards him. Beryl responded, Rebbe, I'm human, and I was hurt. I was upset. I was angry. But I decided to forgive him completely, and I got over it. The author of Slobodka, Rabbi Nassim Sithinkel, got up from his chair, walked over to this young boy around the desk, walked over to him, bent over, and put his head down in front of the boy and said, Beryl, please give me a blessing. Please bless me. Beryl said, what? What are you talking about? We go to great great rabbis, great leaders for brachas, for blessings. I'm just, I'm a student in yeshiva. The author said that it says in the Talmud, it says in the Gemara, that somebody who forgives, all of his own sins are forgiven. Who does Hashem forgive? One who overcomes his own natural inclinations and overlooks the transgressions of others. Against all of your natural instincts and inclinations, you overlooked this neighbor's transgression, his sin against you, and you're able to forgive him. So that means that Hashem forgave all of your sins, which means that right now you're a perfect tzaddik. You're one of the most righteous people in the world because who else in the world doesn't have any sins? Never did anything wrong. Beryl, please give me a bracha. Please give me a blessing. And so Beryl did give his Rebbe, the head of the yeshiva, a bracha, a blessing. You know, sometimes people are insensitive. We get offended sometimes. People say things inappropriate to us. And it hurts. 
And sometimes there could be real world ramification just beyond pain. We could lose money because of it. We could lose something, you know, an object that we have. We could lose a job, God forbid. And it really hurts. If we could work on ourselves to move past it, to forgive those people that offended us, whether they did it intentionally or not intentionally, we'll become so much greater people and we'll have all of our transgressions, all of our sins forgiven by God.